Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. This <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. I don't know if you do this, Lisa, you probably do, but I'm always making little notes for myself to remind me, oh yeah, that'd be something good to talk about on the podcast, Mm -hmm. and so I'm doing it all the time, I'm leaving the notes everywhere. And they're they're not complete sentences, right? They're just little... Yeah, I'm thinking, well, I'll remember what this meant tomorrow, (laughs) and then sometimes days go, and I came, I said, well, I... What was what did that mean? What what was I? And I and here's what I wrote: the artist, quicksand. We, okay, we talked about the artist quite a few podcasts yeah. back. Then we're talking about the movie, the artist. Right. I didn't think it needed to be a best picture, and yeah, you didn't. You like loved it, it. You thought it was just the greatest thing ever. Well, I I, I loved it, but I didn't fully love it because I didn't fully watch it. Well, then, in other words, I fell asleep part of the way through it. Then why were you arguing with me that, because I said it's the worst movie I've ever seen and I can't even imagine well, how it got nominated and you said, oh no, it's a fantastic film, well, but you I could, fell asleep halfway through it. Well, I did, but that wasn't because I didn't like the movie and and I only would have needed to see five seconds of the movie to completely debunk the idea that this is the worst movie you ever saw. <laughs> I mean, come on. I Sorry, that's how I feel. I no. would never, if you ever want to torture me, tie me to a chair and make me watch that movie. Okay, I might just do that. So so you wrote down just the artist and quicksand and you don't know yeah. what you were gonna go what you well, wanted to discuss. What I do that? remember what I do remember is that there was a scene uh where guy is in quicksand and I think and and then and then just as he's going under, he either says to the person not in the quicksand, the woman or the other way the around, <clears throat> I never loved you. And I just thought to me, and I don't know what my note was, I said, in real life, would would you say something really mean to somebody right before they checked out? Well, that, or was, before you that checked scene out? was a movie within a movie. Remember, he played an actor. Right, and this was the movie within, within the, movie the movie scene, right. yeah. So, I don't know. So but, the, I, but the reason I think I may have made the note is because as a kid, um, I was fascinated with quicksand. I know. And it was always in westerns, and it was always, you know, Lassie and uh, some of the shows uh-huh. I watched as a kid. And, and, and they were, it seemed like every, in Tarzan movies, they were always getting stuck in quicksand. That was the big, uh, big fearful thing to avoid. Oh, 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 no. It's oh, no. quicksand. It's quicksand. But you don't, you don't see that popping up that, no, that I don't, problem popping up in, in I'm wondering modern, if, film, modern filmmaking. If it wasn't for those films, those TV shows, I wouldn't even know what quicksand was. Uh, hey, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something. Mm. 
what is it that's not exactly water and it ain't exactly earth? Do you know what it is? I've never seen it. I've never stepped into it. <laughs> yeah. well, well, I don't don't wish it. That's a good question. Maybe you can look it up right there and get the get the definition right. of quicksand. I will but look at it. what I do know, but they though, call it they they call it quicksand, but it's really slow sand. It just sucks at least you in the under. movies, it starts sucking you under, but it does it slowly. Now there's some but movies, certainly that will uh, depict it as a rather mucky, wet sort of sucking. Yeah. Uh, type of apparatus where I re- I think quicksand is dry. I think it's just a big hole. Well, I don't know. See, I don't really know what it is, but it 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 was a surefire killer in the TV shows and the movies that I watched. And on it was a way that most most bad guys they always <laughs> perished in it. I the know. good guys could get out sometimes. And, and it was I always rem- because of like a vine. Yeah, There's they, a vine or grab- or a little tree limb or something or somebody would come at the last moment and pull them out but remember when the bad guys would go under in the quicksand uh-huh. their hat would still be there <laughs> just the hat you can leave your hat on. now i i'm looking up what what quicksand is okay um, what does it say according to wikipedia it uh, is it quicksand forms in saturated loose sand when the sand is suddenly agitated, so you don't ever want to really piss sand you, off. No, you don't. When water in the sand cannot escape, oh, hang on, uh, it creates liquefied soil. That sounds really dangerous. Well, little pieces of liquefied sand, soil. little pieces of sand are really usually circular. And so it, they're like it's like a bunch of ball bearings, and you start sliding through them. Exactly, it cannot support weight, so yeah. that's why when you fall into it, you um, it's, it's curtains for you, baby. It is curtains, or it could be. I mean, what if you're six feet tall and you just fall into something that's five feet of quicksand? You <laughs> you would be stuck there, but your head would still be out. And I'm surprised that there hasn't been a disaster movie made about specifically quicksand because every other natural disaster has been covered. I want, I'm, I'm fascinated with quicksand. Should we make a movie about quicksand? I don't know about that, but I'm wondering, can, is there, I bet there's a way on the internet, if you looked it up, to make quicksand. <laughs> Why would you want to make it? Just put it out put in the... Put the dogs in it? No, no, just put it maybe, you know, someplace in your yard so you can show people. Hey, look, Larry. What do you got? I got some quicksand. I made it right over here. Come on over. Bring the kids too. I don't know. I just like to. I would like to get in quicksand and see what it's like, but I wouldn't want to perish. But I, I mean, think I've, it would feel like oatmeal, don't you? I just it just fascinated me my my whole childhood, and I always wanted to know what it was. So when I saw the artist recently, up to the point that I stopped watching Look at that great movie, said, the artist. Oh yeah, and I thought that's kind of a fun reference for a movie that's supposed to be an old movie Mm -hmm. uh, to reference quicksand because that really is archetypal of the stuff you would see in those shows. It's not a modern danger anymore. No, No, you had to go to outdoor movies, Tarzan, Jungle Gym, uh, Westerns. I remember an entire Lassie episode having to do with quicksand. And, of course, Lassie uh, saved them at the last minute. Oh, she didn't get stuck in it. No, Lassie always comes through. That's right. So... um, so, so did you, you looked it up? Yeah. So the, this is interesting that the artist was I was I misremembering that the, there was quicksand no. in the artist. No, you're right. It's oh, right it there. Is. I got okay. a picture of it. All right. Uh, but uh, the artist is 
there's only the artist is only one is one of two movies that have been nominated that have a quicksand scene in them for You're best picture. Me. You would think that of all the best picture movies, these are movies that have been nominated or have won. I'm sorry, who have, who have been nominated? Yeah, for best nominated. For, for, for I'm sorry, one for best picture. One for best picture. Okay, let right. me see if I can figure this out. There's only one other movie that has a quicksand scene in it. Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind doesn't have a quicksand scene. I was just scene. taking a guess. I was just thinking it was Civil War. It could be quicksand out there. There's no quicksand okay, down no there in quicksand the South. In there. Uh, let's see. What else could there be? Uh, uh, and, think... and Godfather 1, Godfather 2. No. That'd be, that would be awesome. I don't know why they don't use quicksand more to um, whack people. Am I going to guess because this? Because here's the thing. If you use quicksand to whack people, they're never going to get found. That's right. No, it's a perfect, it's a perfect mm-hmm. thing. So maybe I'm are we on to something there? So this there? was a no 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 you're you're deer hunter. No, that's okay. good. That's the a good one. Hunter. But you're you're thinking more in the right. Uh, think of oh, oh I, I know what it is. Apocalypse now. Uh-uh, uh-uh. No shoot. No. I thought for 40 sure. Forty years ago, this I was thought a for film. sure Marlon Brando got into some quicksand in that one. Think deserts. Think heat. Lawrence think, of Arabia. Yeah. Oh. That's interesting. That's it, yeah. Yeah, that's where you got idea. you got sand, you got a yeah. desert, but man, you get a little water in that sand, you got quicksand. That's right. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Never saw that movie. Actually, it was a nice, so 1962, Lawrence of Arabia. Peter O'Toole, who's yeah. still around. Yeah. He kind of had weird eyeliner on in that movie, didn't he? Well, he's just got these or is piercing that just the way his blue eyes, eyes. yeah. Uh, yeah, he was, he was impressed. That's a movie that you would really should watch. It's long. Okay, now it's wait a, a long minute. movie. Now wait a minute. You Takes said a, this... It even has an intermission section in it. It's one of those kinds. You said this last time about a movie. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go back and watch this movie. And it just wasn't that great. Well, I think in the case of Lawrence of Arabia, you have to re- take the movie and... It was the con- Chariots of Fire. You were not that happy you had gone back and yeah, watched. Yeah, well, it wasn't never a bad movie. It wasn't like the worst movie I ever saw, like you say about uh, the artist. But, but it just didn't... It was still very, very nice, but it didn't have the, it didn't have that wow factor, like knock me out of my chair, that it did the first time I saw it. So, is Lawrence of Arabia is that a is it a religious film? Is it a war film? Is it a yes? It has is it to a do, musical. No, it has. It's partly musical. Uh, it has to do with uh, Lawrence, uh, who was uh, he's kind of the con- he was a counterpart to Moses, but Lawrence leads his people. Uh, into the desert, and then and then they form a sect, and and then they uh, they I'm just making that up. No, Lawrence uh, was a, kind of an adventurer guy. It has to do with a, a white man that goes into. Um, it, it's set in the Middle East. All right. So and, do you remember the quicksand? But quick it's a sand? real it's a real life. Do you person. remember the quicksand scene? Now that I no, reminded you. No, okay. I don't. Now I'm gonna have to go we'll watch have to go it again. Find it. Yeah. That's, All right. That's that's a that's a nifty little bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Let's say you're in a bar tonight, guy. Which will or probably woman. most likely happen for me. I just say, or a guy, and and you think, oh man, that is a one good looking woman over there. How can I get a conversation started? I know. I'll go ask her if she can name the two movies that both featured quicksand that both won Academy Awards. That's a good conversation <laughs> starter. It's non-threatening, and uh, and it's just darn interesting. Yeah, I think it, it could really work. Is. Well, here's what that TV show MythBusters had to say about the subject. Well, we know that people. And even animals have died in quicksand, but it's usually because of exposure of some sort, like dehydration. You know, they were no longer capable of extracting themselves, so they stayed there till they died. And the elements got to them. So it's, it's not really like the quicksand dragged them under slowly like we see in the movies and then drowned them. No, in fact, you're quite buoyant because the quicksand is sort of uh, a mixture of uh, sand and water that's actually quite heavy, and you float like a cork on it. Well, there goes that. Yeah, the 
speaking of movies, uh, I saw this uh, letter to the editor someplace recently, and this isn't a big deal, but uh, they were noting that in a uh, review of a movie, they talked about uh, Sex and the City actor Sarah Jessica Parker, and they called her Sex and the City actor Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker, Parker, and they right. said, has the term actress become politically incorrect or otherwise no longer appropriate? Oh, it's just... Is it a matter of style? Is it evolving usage? What scientific linguists call linguistic drift? I mean, what is it? I believe a study of the origin of the word man would demonstrate that it is, in fact, a gender-neutral word. You know, we talk about man or mankind. We're including you in that, Lisa. Well, you know? I know. And we're not thrilled with that. Let's just tell you. I'll just be up front with yeah. you on that. You don't want to be lumped in with what the yeah. things that men do. Yeah, I get you. Hey, well, speaking same of the, thing. Speaking of the thing. Yeah, well, go ahead. Well, no, but, but the word, you know, police. If the police are coming, you don't say, you know, it's not a police-er or, or a police-s. Well, you could say police woman. There was a TV I show suppose, with Angie Dickinson by that time. I understand. But when you say police, you don't say you better call the policeman. You, well, you just say the police, which is non-gender specific. Yeah, I, I understand that. So but, actor, if, but if the information was important, like, would it be important to know whether there was a woman or a man sure. coming, then I don't see anything wrong with adding that part on. And I think actor... Chair, chairperson or chairwoman, chairman, yeah. Yeah, actor, if you're an actress, seems to be really um, uh, rather, <laughs> I don't know, there's something very... Well, I toyed think toyed about it. Yes, no, I, I'm an actor. Yeah. No, you, you're you're an actress, right? No, no, I'm an actor. Well, if that's the case, if if uh, a woman feels that way, then why don't we just have one category for actors, men and women? I agree with you there. And, and I don't, always agree. Don't, with you. don't split agreed. them off when genders yeah. like that. And really, what they should do instead of having best actor or best actress, they should have you know best actor, male or female, who got out of quicksand. Yeah. No, or, be, I'd, I'd go to or that. best actor, male or female, who s- jumped off a cliff. Well, they should. I think, and I think Golden Globes do this. That they, you can't compare the acting in a comedy to an a, a, exactly. acting in a Drama. dramatic. Right, story. and you it, shouldn't. The whole thing's goofy. Shouldn't but. be uh, segmented by gender either. Yeah. I really don't think you should. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, okay. and I'd like to see more worst pictures than, <laughs> than best pictures. Oh, they're out there. Um, so, speaking of all of that, as we are. Everything seems to relate to everything. And talking about, last week we were dissecting the song Wives and Lovers. And uh, because there's something to me, there's something to me funny about what you would call politically incorrect songs. As you, when they were recorded, they were viewed one way, but now they look so, uh, they look so strange in in the the rearview mirror, uh, out of time. That they unintentionally become hilarious, at least to me. I have to say that the Wives and Lovers, this is the Jack Jones yeah. song, Wives and Lovers. It's a catchy little tune. Dun, dun, na, dun, na, dun, na, na. Hey, little girl, comb your hair, fix your makeup. It, it is catchy. You well, can't it's, help it's, but, it's but. It's a it's, song that's begging to be cloaked, rewritten. It's cloaked in hate. That's, yeah. Well, it's a, you know. it's a, it's a, it's all about the mores of the time or the perceived. It's like uh, the the show Mad Men. It's it's that time, right? You know that kind right. of. It, it doesn't make it right, but that's that no. time. Yeah, so it is fun to make fun of it now. So that's so you one have kind. To wonder what are they going to make fun of fifty years from now that we figured was that's pretty cool. It's that's coming hip. pretty. It's coming pretty fast that's, and furious now. I know. Um, so 
there's another music genre, of course, besides that sort of swing music, I guess you would call Which it. Which I like pop, it. It's very pop music. hot pop. Uh, this, the, the theme in country music, maybe not so much now. I don't really follow country music that much. But there was a time where country music was pretty much about drinking and... Uh, driving trucks. Driving trucks. And, and cheating, womanizing. Womanizing. Lying. All that kind of stuff. Playing cards. A lot of drinking. Lots uh, of drinking. A lot of smoking. And one of the greatest purveyors of that music, in my opinion, was a country singer oh, no, no, named no. Dave Dudley. Oh, that we used to t- we used to talk about on my <sighs> yes uh, our radio show. <sighs> and I and I think the reason I would Dave play his Dudley. music so often is because it annoyed you so much. And here's the thing: Dave Dudley is a delightfully sweet man. Well, he, he was. We called him for your birthday. Yeah, which many, is the great surprise. Ago. Very cool. Of and you he to do was that. very so. Then I felt bad that I had maligned his music and his art so much, but it just kind of grates well, on me. Maybe it had to do with the lyrics to his songs. Well, I pulled out a Pittsburgher rolling down that eastern seaboard. I got my diesel wound up and she's a runner like I never before. That's not the one I wanted. What, what? As the speed's on her head, but all right. Uh, I don't see a cop in sight. Six days on the road and I'm going to see my baby tonight. Okay, well that that's a good song. I like that song a lot. That was. And I have I... to say, he's got a he's got a very nice voice. Yeah, he's got he a does. Beautiful, rich yeah. voice. He's he's not pitchy. He's no, true, no, no. And he's, he's a good singer. He's a great singer. And he's this... one of those storyteller singers. Which, which yeah, is yeah. But this this song is more characteristic of the kind of song <laughs> that you found so annoying because it was so chauvinistic. I found them all truck driving son of a gun. Remember this one? No. Listen to his priorities here. I got a cute little gal in every eastern town, from Boston to St. Louis. Oh, yeah. There's something I don't even know what I'm looking forward to, cause I like my women. What's wrong with that? Okay. Everywhere I go, everywhere he goes. I bet. So roll on big wheels, now don't you roll so slow. What do you think? I, well, you know, um... I feel two ways about this because there's a lot of men that don't really like women and they, they, you know what I mean? He likes his women. I know he does. And so I guess that's great. Does it bother you that he likes so many of them (laughs) from Boston to St. Lou? St. Lou. Where? Say, I guess St. Lou. Lou, Because it didn't rhyme with whatever the word was before. So St. St. Louis, Missouri, let's say. That's probably what he's referring to. He's Eastern seaboard. He's right. Right. Yeah. So see, and what did he say? Well, he some li- he's never even some he doesn't even know. Some he, he likes does, doesn't even know their name. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's not even taking time to get to to even remember their name. He just remembers. Right. Well, you'll you'll see. He keeps oh, talking yeah. about this here. Okay. It's autobiographical, I think. He knew their names. But man, I forgot her name, Uh-oh. but not her figure. Oh, oh sure. I remember that. I'll bet you do. That's something. Yeah, I'm a kiss stealing, a wheeling dealing, drug driving son of a guy. And he sounds very puffed up and proud about that. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a kiss stealing, 
Driving dealing. Oh, wheeling dealing. Kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, truck, truck driving, driving son, son of a gun. gun. And he's just very puffed up about that. I think he's feeling pretty good about life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here he goes. Wow. He's not done yet. Well, there goes Joe, a flying low. I'm making up his time. He's referring to another truck driver that he's seeing. Going by past. It sounds him. like he's had a few sounds like beers in, into this point. Well, oh, that's one of his other songs. There was... goes Joe. He just sounds like he might have had a few. When well, he... he one of his uh, titles of one of his other songs was Two Six Packs to Go. <laughs> that's how he would measure the miles. <laughs> I actually like that. When are you going to be home? Oh, about two six packs from now. <laughs> I mean, that's so totally wrong. incorrect. Uh, all right. That's what his music was like. I don't believe you'd say I'm wasting mine. I'm moving faster than a Jimmy. Type of truck, I guess. Oh. If you think I'm a losing time, you're running late. Well, if you hired him to do long hauling for you, you'd like the fact that he got there fast and delivered the goods quick and got on with his next load. Yeah, which was a load of women. That's the only reason. Yeah, that's he the was, only thing that's slow. The faster you drive the, the truck, the more time you get to spend with the women. I think. Is- <laughs> I got a pretty little baby waiting back home for me. Now wait a minute. What does that mean? He's got a pretty little baby waiting back home for him. Does that mean that one of his girlfriends had a baby? <laughs> no, his pretty little baby. Well, you know, uh, baby. All right. But there are six more towns to go till I'm back in Tennessee and six more women. Six more. Oh, baby. At least I know. At least. Yeah, I'm a kiss dealing, a wheeling, dealing, truck driving son of a god. Man, he loves his work, doesn't he? It's career day, kids. <laughs> the immortal Dave Dudley. Yeah. Oh, the they life of a truck driver. They don't write them like that anymore. Yeah, yeah that's, that's for a, sure. Some of his other songs were uh, Six Days on the Road, which I started with there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there Ain't No Easy Run. And uh, and then there's one called Jackknife he did, too, where he references Tacoma. So I always liked that song a lot. So what's interesting about the truck driving genre uh, of songs, I mean, I guess you would categorize it as country, but it's not... Yeah, it's it is. Not, a it's not cowboys kind of... and roping calves and right? and right. and riding horses. This is a whole kind of a trucking rednecky kind of yeah. a CB talking sort of a lifestyle that doesn't even come close to what country or cowboys or ranchers do. Now, I don't even and... know if it's a lifestyle that is still exactly the way it was. Well, sure it is. Are you kidding? Truckers? I mean, I don't know. Here's what really drives me crazy: is people will say they don't say. Either you say, hi, how are you? What do you do for a living? They don't say, well, I drive a truck. They say, I drive truck. You mm. you what? I drive truck. You drive a truck? No, I drive truck. I don't get that. I drive truck? Well, it's trying I to save time. Because <laughs> they Throwing got women that, to oh, see. Throwing that in there is uh, They got women to see. That's right. In the time that it took him to say, oh, he could see six women. All right. Got to move forward. I got it. Okay, let's let me go through some other stuff that I had uh, knocking around here and see if any of this sticks to the wall with you. All right. Okay. It's not a <laughs> it's a, it's it's all kind of interesting stuff to me, but it's all over the place. Um the town of Milton. Do you know where Milton is? 
south of Seattle, east uh, east of Federal Way? Somewhere down Tacoma, general neck of the woods down there. There's Fife, and there's nearby Milton. Yeah. I stayed there last summer at the fabulous new Milton Hilton. (laughs) It's a beautiful place. Uh, So anyway, they uh, just recently were taken to task by the Seattle Times and other people. It straddles the King and Pierce County line. And it was given national attention by the New York Times because they repealed their bicycle helmet ordinance. Their bicycle, they had a law. Yeah, and, and most municipalities do, or many at least, uh, that you, ha- you have to wear a bicycle helmet. It is required or you'll be fined for it. Yeah. Here's the problem with Milton. They only have 12 police officers to control crime, and town officials decided, you know what? We we can't waste our time chasing bicycle riders. We we the our insurance guy said if if we keep the law and a cyclist gets injured, they could sue the town for not enforcing it against him. But in a town with a budget of about four million bucks, one lawsuit like that would be a financial disaster for Milton. But even so, Milton says, uh, you know what? That's too bad. We we just don't have the right. people uh, to enforce. A law like that. Yeah, good. So, well, I guess it's good. And, I, and I'm and i kind of behind the idea of people policing themselves. Exactly. But Why do you have to wear a helmet just because the government says you have to? Shouldn't you wear a helmet just because it's a good idea? Yeah. The law saves lives, the argument would be made, whether it is enforced or not. Yeah, well, maybe the stupid people should just not be that. Maybe they, that's the okay, chance Okay, stupid people is one thing. But if you're the child of a stupid parent, should you... Get a brain injury because your dad and mom are too dumb to make you wear yeah, a helmet. Yeah, that's a good. You make a good point. Uh, it does make I it take easier. It all back. It, it, uh, the law makes it easier for parents to say that. But if they're really stupid, you have to they're it, not going to care about the law. You have to wear it, Susie. It's the law. I mean, the kids yeah, can't argue with you. Yeah, how many times did you do that even when it wasn't the law? Well, uh, how many times did you use Santa Claus as a as a threat to your child? If adults have to wear one, then they figure maybe they'll be more likely to get kids to comply with it as well. So I just thought it was kind of interesting. Between 2000 and 2009, King County had a 62% decrease in child injury deaths, double the national rate of improvement, and maybe some of that was because of the child booster seat law. But part of it, they would argue, has been the countywide ordinance that all bicycle riders wear helmets because that's just another way Mm -hmm. a kid can get injured. Right. But uh, Milton's a little town, you know, population 7,000. They did the math. Last year, the Seattle cops wrote about 450 tickets. Seattle's like 608,000 people. So they wrote 450. If you wrote that proportionally in Milton, town of 7,000, you'd be given out one ticket every two and a half months. Hmm. So maybe they think it just didn't make sense. And even if it's a law, it doesn't mean people are actually going to follow it. Oh, Oh, no. If you have a law, people follow it in this country. The cell phone law, I don't know about you, but I just get more more infuriated because it is, not just because it's stupid to be talking on your cell phone in the car, but now because it's the law that you can't, that just makes me infuriated when I can see people blatantly doing I it. I see them all the time. It's like if all they were the to time. lift a vodka bottle up to their lips while they were sitting at the tree. It's the same thing to me. And, and I don't, I just, what do you do? You just, well, it's, and it's, how, how, it's kind of the same issue. How, is ballsy. It, how enforceable is it? How ballsy of them to be sitting there on their cell phone in the car? Do you think they don't know? Well, I do it. You do not? Yes. 
You do not. I've t I take, I've called in my car, yeah. Why don't you have a headset? You know it's against the law. My headset's crummy. They so don't that's work. That's not a good reason. I can't hear through them. Then you should pull over and make your call. Is the well, argument. what I do is I, there's a little speaker uh, selection on your cell phone. Well, that's mine. what I mean, yeah. So, you're, so I'm essentially hands-free, but. Yeah, you're uh, doing it hands-free, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> but I, I see what you're. I see where you're going with it. I, if it's a law, it's a law. But boy, you see people like you say all the time. They're talking on their cell phones. Yeah. I don't. I rarely see somebody wearing uh, the little headset thing. Uh, speaking of government, two other little things that I spotted. There, this was out of the Associated Press not long ago. Uh, it, they say a year after they had a thing called the anti gobbledygook law, and and federal agencies. The idea of it is that you know what you cannot write your laws and your and you can't write your little policy statements using all these gobbledygook words. Uh, what is a gobbledygook? It's word? just something you can't understand. In other words, they write it in this <laughs> government ease yeah. that makes no sense to the people to whom it might be important to to have the information. Right. You and me, the taxpayers. And they do it on purpose or just to be show off and look like they're smart? That's a good question. It may be just showing off. They they don't really call it the anti-gobbledygook law. They call it the Plain Writing Act. Good. And it's it's supposed to require it's about agencies time. Yeah, to start using clear language in the documents that provide information to the public. But... There's no penalty for noncompliance. So, as a result, it sounds like many agencies just aren't even bothering. Yeah. And the Agriculture Department got the top marks, an A for meeting the law's basic requirements, and a B for taking supporting actions like training a staff to write clearly. You know, you can't just say something. What does that mean, writing clearly? Mm -hmm. We'll show you. Mm -hmm. But the Veterans Affairs people flunked on both counts. And the Defense Department might be the worst of all. They have this addiction to acronyms, baffling acronyms. Well, the people from the yes. SCTTC4, you know, mm -hmm. what is that? Tell right. me what that is. Right. I know people uh, in the military love to throw uh, oh. those things around all the time. And you say, well, that's great for you. I don't know what yeah, that means. I have no idea what I'm it means. I'm a civilian. What are you talking about? So, well, we'll see. But I thought that was kind of interesting that they actually made... It, it a, a law, mm -hmm. although since there's no penalty for noncompliance, what kind of law is that? Doesn't there have to be some kind of penalty in order to enforce a law? Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it just there sounds... has to be a consequence if you're going to say you have to do this. There, it, what's the or else? This is a or good else part. what? This, yeah, this is a good part here. It says the Defense Department uh, had a 26-page cookie recipe that covered quote. The flow rates of thermoplastics by extrusion plastometer and a command that ingredients shall be examined orgoneptically, meaning looked at, smelled, touched, or taste. Why don't they just say that? The ingredients will be examined by looking, smelling, touching, or tasting them. I don't know. But it sounds cooler to say use the word organeptically. Yeah, show off. Yeah, show offs. Here's another thing from the feds. I saw this story out of the Philadelphia Inquirer. The federal government last week wanted to assure America. This wasn't last week, last week. This is actually kind of back a couple months ago. But I never got to this. But their quote was, no evidence of aquatic humanoids has ever been found. This came from uh, NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Aqu aquatic humanoids? Yeah. In other words, 
mermaids do not exist. We just want the public to know that. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then they say, well, why, why are the G-men suddenly interested in mermaids, for crying out loud? Well, on Memorial Day, this is one of your favorite channels, Animal Planet, yeah. uh, aired a documentary purporting to show the discovery of a mermaid, a real mermaid. Mermaids, The Body Found was the name of the show. I saw something about this. I never did tune in to see it. It was um, it was the, the part of their annual Monster Week, and they otherwise they they focus on right. you know sharks, killer sharks, and which we know are real piranhas and alligators and stuff like that. And those are all real. But the so did you watch what no, did the episode I, say? No, I didn't. Well, the mermaid the mermaids episode was based on fact, one fact, to be exact. In 1997, two NOAA scientists recorded a bizarre sound in the ocean. It was called the bloop, and they never identified the sound. And the rest, it supports this fake, this documentary. <laughs> well, it must have been a mermaid then if they don't know what it was. So it's really a faux <laughs> documentary purporting uh -huh. to show these scientists as they go rogue. They discover human-like remains in the belly of a shark. They conclude it's a mermaid. Never happened, NOAA said. Then why are they denying it now? Why are they putting this statement out now? Well, the short story is that the documentary convinced viewers that mermaids were real. And so people start talking about mermaids, and the government said, you know, we got to put a stop to this. this they're not real. People now they think they're real because they saw this show. But see, the, the, um, the burden of, of evidence is on them to say there, there are no mermaids. They are not real. That's the burden is on them. On the federal government. Yeah. You can't, you've got to have something to support that. <clears throat> Otherwise, we can say, well, they are, they are real. We just haven't come across one yeah. yet. It's like the old Bigfoot thing. And know? it's like aliens and, remember, and God and I'm, everything else. The, you know. I remember um, on our radio show one time, I did some bit about Bigfoot. Like it was a fake interview with Bigfoot. I had him on the line and was mm -hmm. talking to him. Uh, I got... Um, more than one angry voicemail and email from people who said, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You're an idiot. Uh -huh. I went out with my uncle back in 19, you know, whatever. Right. And we were hunting, and, and we looked up from our campfire, and we saw this creature, this big, tall, hairy creature, walking across this clearing in the glen. And, and we followed it, and smelled really... And we saw Bigfoot, and they cannot be dissuaded or persuaded otherwise right. that they did not see right. the actual Bigfoot. It's That's what the argument from true right. believers. You just haven't seen it, so you, therefore you don't believe it. It's like the wind. You know, you, you don't you don't see the wind, but you see its effects on things. Uh -huh. And if you if you, we found these giant footprints, we're telling you Bigfoot is real. Yeah. And they're and they're so dogmatic about it and so so sure of what they saw or believe they saw. So you, when does it get to a point? You start to wonder. I, I started to wonder. Well, yeah. Well. Same thing with UFOs and, and all. So that's that's true. I mean, and I, I think I might have stated this wrong. I really think that the 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 burden is on somebody to prove that that they have seen it. When at what point? How much proof comes forward on UFOs before you say, Yeah, I guess they really do exist. Well, where, where does that? It's like when the Earth. Was it was debated and thought that the Earth was flat for years? How that actually turned out to be true. <laughs> how much, by the way, how much proof? Because you know that they argued about this. The the peep the round people 
were arguing with the flat people f- forever. But going, that's because, nah, that's ridiculous. But that's because they didn't have any way of observing the, the Earth uh, I, in I a understand real way. that. They're, you can make the, that argument with anything. Science, science was... You know, it was maybe we can't see mermaids with our infant. with our eyes. Maybe they're seen through a special lens. Well, let me put it this way, and I've thought about this maybe too long and too hard. <laughs> but if you had your choice between a mermaid with the beautiful top and the nice face and all of that, but then the, from the waist on down, it's fish and fin. Or would you prefer, you know what I'm going to say, I know. a mermaid built exactly the opposite? Uh, it's a tough decision to make. Uh, I love <laughs> to think really about that, that over a while. Um, okay, so that's so much for mermaids. Uh, how you doing? You okay? I'm all right. You want to keep going a little longer here? Yeah, what else do we well, have to talk about? So, all these... Uh, here's another uh, random article I put. Hey, are you into this gluten-free stuff? Are you, do you, what is gluten exactly? Well, gluten because I, I I'm not is 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 um I've got it in front of me here. So rather than me just try to pretend like I know what it is, it is found. Let's see. Um, Isn't it a wheat a, product? So it's a yeah. It's found in uh, gluten allergy is me means that you have an intolerance to wheat. I, I think that's it. <clears throat> well, the, so the, what, gluten is tied to something called celiac disease. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Well, that celiac disease is different from an allergy to wheat, oh. which affects a smaller number of people, and mostly it's kids, and then they outgrow it. But scientists say, some of them, that there may be more of the celiac disease because people eat more processed wheat products like pastas and baked oh, goods. Oh, yeah. And they have types of wheat that have a higher gluten content. Gluten is a thing that helps dough rise, uh, among other things, and gives baked goods uh, their their structure, mm-hmm. their texture, so that's why gluten is in there. But no, they, not, they do I'm believe not. some people don't tolerate it, and they're truly getting sick from gluten found in wheat and rye and barley. But they don't know why, for sure. Yeah, uh, doesn't but bother if, me. If you had the celiac disease, you you might experience abdominal pain and bloating, and one of my all time favorite things, diarrhea. Well, just because you have those things doesn't mean it's a gluten. Allergy, no, it doesn't right? mean it. It doesn't mean it. And everybody's wondering, okay, now here's, you know, you see the celebrities on the talk shows and yeah, gluten, they're yeah. talking about it. And, and and like, what was it, a couple of years ago, it was about carbs, mm-hmm. you know. And then you could you go into the store and there's all these carb-free or low-carb mm-hmm. breads and all these things. Now you go in the store, they aren't there anymore. Could the be the same product, but they, but they no longer, you know, herald the fact that it's the food low manufacturers in carbs. are very savvy and very hip to whatever the current trend is in or current fear. Because so remember, they don't lead the trend; they follow the trend. Exactly. Is that what because you're remember that it, it's really based out of fear. If you know you fear that you may, you know, f- uh, um, carbs are making you fat, then you're going to avoid everything. So then, so then they basically repackage all of their foods to say you know zero carbs or one carb and you're right you go into the store now and it'll say gluten-free on a bottle of water or a can of milk or whatever you know gluten-free yeah and yeah so i i don't know i'm not well, the whole the carb thing it, it seems to me um it it, it, does, it seems not logical to me uh, why can you have a diet mm. where you're eating big old hunks of meat you're eating cheese you're eating uh, pork rinds, eggs, and pork rinds, and all that stuff. 
uh-huh. and you can lose weight. And there are many who believe you actually can lower your cholesterol eating stuff that that in that, that otherwise you would say, no, this is not good for you. I can't be eating this stuff. Butter. I guess the key, butter. I guess the 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 key is that you can't eat that stuff and eat carbs. They don't work well together. You if 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 you eat, eat, eat the carbs, then yeah, the meat does become bad for you. Then it all becomes fattening for you. It's but because it's, all that's gluten free. Butter's gluten free, which is why I eat it. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems counterintuitive Everybody, to me. Everybody, though, there's always again, there's always whatever's popular. Somebody will come in I know, because it's everybody's so desperate to find the the one thing that's going to be easy enough for them to uh, follow and, and incorporate into their lifestyle. You it's, know, it's and not, so it's, you think with all the things that we can do. And, you go to any bookstore, and there is a completely entire section devoted yeah. to diet books. And there be, and, and many of those diet books will be completely contradictory to, to each and, other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you can eat all you want and lose weight. Right. You can't. You can't eat all you want. Yeah. You will never lose weight. Exactly. You have to exercise. I've heard. I've heard that you shouldn't be eating butter, and then I hear but, but butter is good for you. Butter's not the devil. You know what the devil is? The devil's wheat. Wheat is the devil. That's Don't it. eat wheat. Take take wheat out of your diet, and and, and then you're right. It, it goes around. So I just don't even worry about it, which is why I'm having right now, I'm having Cheetos and uh, Budweiser. Yeah. Cheeto, Cheetos. The Cheetos diet. Yes. Okay. Uh, you want to... You wanna yes, let's go have some pork rinds and butter. The, pass the Cheetos, would you please? Stumbling into a Colonel Sanders with a face as white as death. I'm afraid someday they'll find me just stretched out on my bed. With a handful of Pringles, potato chips, and a ding-dong by my head. In the daytime, I'm Mr. Nasser, just the healthiest I can be. But at night, I'm a junk food junkie. Good Lord, have pity on me. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.